Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing the examination of the parables that Jesus spoke the parables that he shared. Sometimes people say the parables that he taught. I'm not sure if I want to use the term taught with the parables, but the parables are word pictures of truths that the Lord's communicating about the kingdom of heaven, about the kingdom of God. And we've been looking through Matthew at the parables and checking with the appropriate cross-references out of Mark and Luke. Well, we were in Matthew 18. The next parable type of thing that comes up is in Matthew 20. So we read through Matthew 19, and the reason is you really, really must understand the context and the flow of things. And I know sometimes it requires more work. I know you sit down and you'll read a passage out of the Scripture, for instance, okay? And you say, okay, well, Lord, what does this mean? Sometimes the best thing to do is back up a few verses and read what's said there or read a few verses beyond. I really get sort of put out with particularly Sunday school literature like this (laughs) where they'll go along and they'll put three or four verses right there. And I, it really, when they'll sit there and say, I want you to read, let's say, Luke 11, verses 1 through 4, and then verses 6 and 7. Of course, my eye is drawn immediately, okay, what's in verse 5 that they don't want me to read, that they don't suggest, or that, that they think will take too much time, that will require that extra 10 seconds to read that verse. You know, what's going on here? And so you really want to see the whole context of it. So we've done that. We've read through Matthew 19. And in Matthew 19, we saw where somebody come to Jesus and said, hey, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And Jesus gives a profound teaching on uh, what it means to be married, okay? The two becoming one, a male and a female, a man leaving his father and mother and joining his wife. Jesus defines marriage. And so all the hubbub that's coming to the church today and all the hubbub that's coming to the body of Christ about this, can this type of person marry this kind of person, can this, all of it Jesus addresses. The problems come because we refuse to believe the Word of God. And, you know, there's a lot of churches, a lot of denominations that are in uh, all sorts of turmoil over this because they won't believe what Jesus says. And so um, he deals with that, and then he has another incident to where um, some people were bringing children to him to bless them. And the disciples said, oh, no, don't do that. They rebuked them. Don't bother them. And Jesus says, don't you do that. You've got to come to the kingdom the same way. And then we had the, uh, the situation where what we call the rich young ruler, a rich man comes and says, hey, you know, what do I need to do to enter into life? You know, what, what have I got to do to enter into eternal life? And Jesus tells him, <clears throat> you know, keep the commandments. And the guy says, which commandments? And Jesus mentions some of them. He doesn't give all the commandments, but he leaves one out. And then he finally tells him, okay, you need to sell everything. Well, the man was in, I mean, enamored with his stuff. So we saw that. Well, then Peter comes to him and says, you know, these are hard teachings. Lord, we've left everything and followed you. What then will there be for us? Okay, what's going to be for us? So let me read these last two verses, three verses of uh, Matthew 19 again, because it flows right into Matthew 20. We, you need to read it this way. Verse uh, 28 says this, And Jesus said to them, this is after Peter's question, Truly I say to you, that you who have followed me 
in the regeneration, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. This is really interesting because the Lord describes a time, he says, in the regeneration, in the renewal, uh, that's what the word means, in the rebirth, in the restoration. Well, what is that? Well, that's the time even yet to come. And he describes part of it in the regeneration when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne. Right now, the Son of Man is sitting at the right hand of the Father. It's a glorious position, but I don't think it's quite this right here yet. So he says, when this time comes, you also will sit on 12 thrones. Well, who's to you? It's the 12 disciples that he's speaking to right there. And I know people going, well, Judas is sitting there. Yeah, well, you know the story with Judas, and then he was replaced after he hung himself. Then Jesus continues and speaks about everybody else, verse 29. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or family or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. So he says, if you leave these things for my name's sake, because you feel like that I'm calling you, okay, and you're doing this for the sake of the kingdom, you're going to receive many, many times over. Then Jesus says this, but many who are first will be last, and the last first. The very next verse, which is the first verse of the 20th chapter, Jesus continues talking. It's the same conversation, same flow. He says this, for the kingdom of heaven is like. So Jesus starts to lay out an explanation of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he, it's 16 verses long, so we're not going to be able to read the whole thing right now. I might be able to read it, but I'd have to read it so fast. So I just want us to think about this for a moment. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like. So he's tying it into what he just said. The last verse, after he expresses what the kingdom of heaven is like, and after he explains it, because there's an explanation within this parable, the last verse, verse 16, says this. So the last shall be first and the first last. The same thing he had just said to the disciples at the end of the 19th chapter. So that shows us that Jesus is giving them understanding and driving home the point about what this parable is like and the reason he gave the parable. And he's speaking to his disciples. But remember, the parables are for those who are outside. So there's other people who are standing around and that are listening to this. Let me just read the first couple of verses of this parable because you probably are familiar with it already, but just in case you're not. Verse 1, chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Verse 2. When he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius for the day, he sent them into his vineyard. And so he goes out and he has work that needs to be done. And he sees labor, day laborers. We have the same concept today. There's day laborers all the time. He's going to hire some laborers. And he goes out and he finds a group, and he agrees, he hires them and agrees to pay them a denarius. Now, it doesn't matter how much denarius is. It could be $10, it could be $100, it could be $1,000, whatever. It's just a denarius. Uh, he agreed to pay that. They agreed to receive that, and he sends them out into the vineyard. 
and you think that's great. What can go wrong? There's nothing wrong with it. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's just a factual thing. And Jesus is going to tell us a story right here that's going to communicate something that goes all the way back to what Peter just said. Because Peter said, well, Lord, we've been with you from the beginning. And he's basically saying this in a very kind way. He's saying, what do we get out of this? <laughs> what are we going to get out of it? And Jesus answers him. Well, we'll look at it the next time, okay? Thank you so much again. I'm Dale, and I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.